Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. I hope you guys all had a fantastic weekend, and I hope you enjoyed last week's show. All you single, lonely, desperate, can't get a man, can't get a woman people. Hopefully y'all took down some, you know what, Producer James, did we, do you think we really helped anyone out last week? I think you helped me out. Boy, you marry, you, you don't count. I need all the help I can get, though. Oh, my God. Y'all know how he is. So if you're a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what time it is. It's time for The Gab. We know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true, too. Let's gossip The Gab with Keisha. All righty. So last week, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna were finally laid to rest but they are still going to have a public, I don't know if it's a, do you call it a public funeral or? I don't know. It's, it's a, like a viewing or a, I don't uh, know if the bodies are going to be there or not. Oh, I don't know what you call it then. Like okay. A, so I'm thinking back to when they did Michael Jackson's thing, his body was there, right? Yeah. 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 His body was there. So I don't think that their bodies will be there because they've already had the private funerals. So maybe it's like a parade or a procession. No, it's going to be at the Staples Center. It. Let me see. Friday, they started giving out the tickets. And Friday, last I heard it, they were already at 88,000 people. So it's going to be inside the Staples Center and probably a lot of outside the Staples Center, too. So um, I, I'm sure they're going to have different people come and speak and things like that. But no, I don't I don't think the bodies are going to be there. Who else had like a bit public viewing? Uh, Aretha Franklin. That shit yeah. went on and on. That thing went on for like eight hours. I was like, I hope there's no one who's diabetic in the, you know, in the church because they needed snacks. It was it was long. It was it was long and it was kind of boring, you know, just. Well, she wasn't very in- entertaining. Yes. What? What? Did you just say Aretha Franklin was not very entertaining? Worst concert ever. Her funeral. She didn't perform. No. Show must go on. Oh, you guys can already see what the mood of tonight is going to be because he's already starting shit with me. He's saying things that he knows are going to irritate me. So nine times out of 10, y'all are going to witness me cussing out producer James yet once again. So it's your own fault. You've been warned. I was wondering, and I think me and my mom were having this conversation about the other people who were in the helicopter crash with Kobe and Gianna. Do you think that they will try to sue? I mean, they'll probably sue like the helicopter company or the charter or something like that. Maybe okay. that's usually what happens when someone dies in an accident. But do you think they're going to try to go after Kobe Bryant's estate? I mean, I'm, people um, sue for they any do. reason. I just, I can't imagine it wasn't his plane. It, it was, was his helicopter. Oh, was it? Yes. He, he owned it? Yes. Oh. He was Kobe Bryant. Of course he fucking owned it. Well, I... Yes. Okay. Well, it was his helicopter, but it was said that it was the pilot's fault because he, some piece of equipment was not gauging correctly uh, the amount of space between the helicopter and the mountain that they hit. So I don't know if they're... I mean, I, it's going to be a lawsuit. That's all I can say. I know that Kobe Bryant's wife has already set up a memorial fund for the families, I mean, if that were you, would you be okay with what she's doing or would you still try to sue? 
He would sue because y'all know he like money. No, I have no idea. I don't. don't I probably wouldn't sue if it was a if it was a real accident and not like pure neglect. Then accidents happen. I mean, it's unlucky lottery. The whole situation. I mean, it's been how many weeks? Three weeks, and my stomach still hurts. Just every time I see something about it, it's it's still unbelievable that this happened. And I just. His poor wife. I've said it once. I've said it twice. I've said it a thousand times. I just can't even imagine how she's feeling it. And I can't even try. I don't want to. It makes me feel like I want to break down every time. But I guess I don't think this is over because right now I can't remember if it's a Corvette. It's some kind of a sports car, but it's been like tricked out to um, be Kobe Bryant's colors, his numbers and all of that. And it's up for auction right now. So I don't know what they plan on doing with that money. Probably, I'm guessing, give some of the proceeds to the families. Hope so. Or charity. Yeah. Something or something like that. like that. Yeah, because I think she already, I think Kobe Bryant already had some kind of charity already. And it was called Mamba. And uh, Vanessa, his wife, changed it to Mamba and Mambasita because that was Gianna's nickname. So I guess we'll see. It The story ain't over. That's for damn sure. It is officially time since we are new into 2020. It is time for me to update my celebrity vampire list. If you're not familiar with my celebrity vampire list, these are celebrities who just won't fucking die. They're old as hell. Um, and then it's not just that they're old, they're aging well. Okay. Um, let me see. Who recently just died? Someone. There's been a few. Oh, it was Kurt Douglas. He finally, he was 102. Like. That's unheard of. If he wasn't a vampire, he most definitely was drinking vampire blood. Would, would you not agree? Something something supernatural was going on. Yeah. He yeah. looked really good for a 103-year-old. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so here's my updated list. Cicely Tyson's old ass. She's 95. She's she's getting a new show, a new TV show. She's 95 95. Years Black don't crack. But she's getting a new Tyler Perry is giving her a show. So uh, see, this is how I know. Of course he is. <laughs> you know, Tyler Perry, don't listen to him. I'll take one of your shows. I'll start any show that you want me to. Cicely Tyson is 95 years old. Most recently, she was on one of Tyler Perry's movies. What was the one? A Fall from Grace. The one that was really, really juicy good. And she's also been on Scandal as Annalise's mom. But 95 years old, still going around touring. She's still doing interviews. She looks really good changing up her wish her makeup is always dead and she's 95 she's a what she's a vampire she's a blood sucker i'm telling you she's like blade all right betty white of course she's number one standing firm i don't think i think betty white if kurt douglas lived to be 102 i'm thinking betty white probably you think 205 I think I'm serious. She's got to outdo Kirk Douglas. So I'm thinking 205. About that time, I think Betty White will finally die. Okay. She's still funny. She's still working. She's not slowing down. Number three, Morgan Freeman, the man who was born 82. He's 82 now. I think Morgan, Morgan Freeman was never a child. Can you, have we ever seen a baby picture of Morgan Freeman? No. No, we have not. He was born Morgan Freeman, 82 years old. He just was, okay? All right, so he's number three. Number four, we Wait have... Wait Hang on. How cool would it be for Morgan Freeman to have narrated his own birth? He probably fucking did. <laughs> he probably so. He probably did. 
Okay, so number four is Sir Ian McKellen, who is Gandalf the Grey, Gandalf the White. And what's the X-Men? Who is he in X-Men? Magneto. Yes, he is. He's 80. I really thought he was older. I thought so, too. But you know what? White people, y'all age bad. I mean, I'm sorry. Cicely Tyson was younger than Ian McKellen. You know why? Because black don't crack. That's why. Okay. Ian McKellen, Sidney Portier is 92 years old. You thought he was dead, didn't you? Mandela effect? I thought he died. (laughs) No, he's 92 years old. Holy shit. No, 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 no. Okay. Number six, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is still writing, directing, doing screenplays for his own fucking movies, and he's acting in them as well. He is 89 years old. He is literally a hunk of rawhide. And you know what? talking pile of rawhide. I'm willing to bet that Clint Eastwood fucks hoes every night. It's Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I don't yes. know if I'm going to go as him fucking hoes. He I might, think he does. He might flick a nipple. That may be the only <laughs> energy he has left. All right, number seven, we have James Earl Jones. He's 89 years old. God. I know, he looks pretty good. I mean, 89 years old. I think the lion who played the role of James Earl Jones in The Lion King is even dead. <laughs> well, he died in the movie. <laughs> I said the lion who played the role of James Earl yeah. Jones. <laughs> I know what you said. I, I totally just, fucked that up. You sure did. His ass is old. Yeah. Okay. So number eight, we have Sean Connery. Sean you like- Connery. <laughs> What's my accent good? No. It was He's a watch 89. time. You should do Sean Connery. <laughs> He's 89 years old. And Sean is still kind of sexy. He's like nursing home hot. For sure. No, he like, not. No, wait a minute. He ain't nursing home. He's like retirement community hot. Okay. Not nursing. That's just nasty, James. I just that's gross. I can imagine him, you know, pinching an ass for an extra pill. You. So, um, number nine and finishing off the list is Marla Gibbs, who is eighty-eight years old, still acting, still looks good, still does comedy and all that good stuff. Eighty-eight years old, and the bitch always has on a clean ass wig. I'm just saying. What were you going to say, Producer James? I was going to say, who the hell is Marla Gibbs? Of course but. you wouldn't know. So she starred on 227. She saw it on the Jeffersons. She's been in all kinds of movies. She's done theater work as well. Marla Gibbs. Black? Yes. Okay. That's why you didn't know who she was, racist. <sighs> I tell you. I anyway. Don't watch, I don't watch ethnic art. So last week, I heard you. I'm just going to ignore you. Last week, I got like the best. Okay, I said it. I like I was the only person who got it. We all got the best news that Punky Brewster is coming back with a new sitcom. And I am so, 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 so excited. The most, most of the time, I make fun of the fact that everything is a reboot because people just aren't talented enough to think of new shit for themselves. So they're like, oh, let's just do this again and do a very fucking horrible job. But Punky Brewster, I'm really proud. Okay, I'm going to let you guess what the premise of the show is going to be. It never changes. It's always the same premise when they bring a show back. Go. Well, first question. Is this like a sequel or a reboot? It's a sequel. It's like the continuation. From when the show left off? Yes. like real time? Like real time. She's an adult now. Oh. Because Soleil Moon Fry, who played the role of Punky, is still going to be, she's going to do a role. She's still Punky? Yeah. So I can't believe you can't imagine what the premise of the show is going to be. Well, it is the talking- same premise that every sh- continuation show after many, many years is. Her old not dad is taking care of her? That man died like a few years ago. Okay. Well, it's going to be 
She's a single mom oh, raising her three kids. Right. Yes, okay. it is always, oh, she's a single mom, recently divorced. Now she's trying to figure out how to handle juggling being a career mom and being a good mom and all this shit. Okay, you're yeah. going by the, the uh, reboot formula. Yes. Okay. I thought yeah, you yeah, meant yeah. like, how would you actually carry the story of Punky Brewster? No, forward? I mean, she'll still have the story. She's still Punky okay. Brewster, but in real time. So let's think about now. She'll probably be divorced. I just told you what the premise was. No, you you can't guess mom. now. Yeah. Well, she, is she, yeah, she's divorced. Well, that doesn't always mean divorce. That can mean father died <sighs> in the war or something. They didn't say that. Well, you know what? You're right. They didn't say she was divorced. They said she was a single mom of, mom of three kids. Oh, of three kids? Of three kids. The Punky fuck was it, getting busy. What the fuck's been Punky been doing? She's Funky. been getting punked. Yeah, yeah, something. So uh, I think they're going to start filming this year. So it should come out next year. Do you know if it's on Netflix or if it's a... Uh... You know what? It's on this new channel. I don't know what it's like. It's not UPN, but I want to say it's UPC. Oh, okay. United Pictures for Color People. What? You think that's... <laughs> I don't think... No, that's not enough letters. <clears throat> what was that one station? Uh, w... The WB. That was only black shows. The only we... ethnic shows were on that um, on that channel. That turned into the We Black Network. Uh, Network. WB. That is not... Oh, God, whatever. Okay, so since Funky Brewster's coming back, you know, I was feeling a little bit nostalgic. And I was like, you know, what other shows that were some of my favorite shows would I like to see come back? And I even challenged myself a little bit more. I'm going to see if I remember the theme song to the show. Okay, let's do this. <clears throat> Number one on my Please Come Back show. Out of this world. Do you remember that show? Ooh. Ooh. Who starred in it? Shit, I don't know. That was like the only thing she was in. Her name was Maureen. I can't remember her last name. I... But her character's name was Evie. Okay. Okay, let me see if this refreshes your memory. I'm going to sing the theme song. <clears throat> me, 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 me. All right. Would you like to swing on, on a, a star. star whoa 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 carry moonbeams moon home in a jar whoa 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 i'll be better off than you are whoa 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 or would you rather go to earth i remember this now yeah i totally remember that because I of the remember song she could stop time and she did her fingers like yes this. Oh yes my God. her dad was um an alien, and she used to have this little crystal-looking thing. Oh, my God. And she could talk to him through it. Yeah, that was that a was good one. That was 80s sitcom. These are 80s, best. yes. Yeah. All right, so here is number two, Small Wonder. <clears throat> I loved Small Wonder. I did, Wonder. too. And once again, I'm going to challenge myself to see if I remember the words. Ooh, I see. do. Hold on. You may have to help me out a little bit. She, well, they all sounded the She's same. She's a small, a small wonder. wonder. Yeah, that, yeah, we get it. Right. Yeah, uh, she, and her name was Vicky. Vicky. And Harriet was the redhead kid next door. Hi! Yeah. <laughs> okay, number three Family Matters. It's rare condition this day and age to read any good news on a newspaper page. We love a tradition. So that was the theme song, though. Yeah, that was Urkel. That was what Urkel was and then show. Stefan Arkell and all that good stuff. I, I think everyone is still alive, so they could totally do the show. 
Wait a minute. I don't know if the uh, grandmother's alive. I think is the Reginaldville Johnson still alive? Yes. Is he? Okay. The grandmother, because she was like 100 she, back yeah. then. She was I think old. she may have passed away. All right. Number. So, wait, wait. so, would you do Urkel the same way? Or would you make Urkel different in that case? I mean, I think he would have to be kind of the same. Otherwise, that would mess up the show. I'm thinking if they actually did do a continuation, Urkel and Laura would probably be married. You think so? Yeah, and divorced, yeah. and she's going to be a single mom <laughs> of three kids trying to figure out how to balance being a mom and a career woman and all that. And she yeah. probably has to move back home with her parents. Oh, my God. Yes. I, You know, I had a thought a while back. If they had ever put a black dude on Big Bang Theory, mm -hmm. how cool would it be if it was Urkel and that started the spinoff into a modern Family Matters. Well, that would be great and wonderful if the Big Bang Theory was still on TV. I know. Since I'm saying not, I thought of it previously. Flush it down the toilet, James. Just flush it down the toilet. Next, number four, Doogie Hauser, MD. Yeah. There was no theme song. It literally was a... It was that sound. Yes, that was the theme show. I think that would be pretty cool to see how Doogie's doing right now. I think it'd be cool to have Doogie's son or daughter be a doctor too. Well, that's what they do today. That's well, what, okay, saying. okay. Doogie's kid is a doctor, but like, could it could it be a veterinarian? Does it have yeah, to be like sure. a medical doctor? No, I think that would be fun. Then we could get like Bendy be Irwin to play the role as the the daughter. Vet. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be yeah. cute. Okay. All right, number five is Webster, and for the love of God, I tell you. I could not think of this damn theme song to save my life. And I have seen every episode of Webster. I mean, Webster, Emmanuel Lewis could probably still play the same age he was whenever the show was discontinued because he's the same fucking height. But I think he's a little bit fat now, though. I mean, because he... Well, he's... I 60 or something, isn't he? Or 50? No, he's not that much older than us. Well, here's know. the thing. We didn't know how fucking old he was during the show. He probably he was 30 when he did Webster. That's like Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman looked the because same they're, age forever. They're itty-bitty people. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Webster, I, I'm sorry. I cannot remember. Okay, but so... Would you, but, oh, my God. Part of Webster's charm was that he was... Little. Little. And he Could was you, a black kid being raised by two white people. Yeah, but nowadays... So, okay, so what do you think the little women of Atlanta would say about a show that was like Webster today. I think that the little women Atlanta should do one episode and have Emmanuel Lewis in it. I think That's, that'd be pretty cool. Okay. Okay. All right. And last, but certainly not least the wonder years. That would be pretty cool. It would be nice to see if Kevin and Winnie wind up being together. Okay. And let me see if I can remember the theme song. What would you do with the same attitude? If I sang would out of you tune. stand up and walk out on me? I don't think that's Lend the words. me your ears and I'll sing you a song. Oh my God, you're right. Those are the words. He was talking about a song the whole damn time. I just figured it out. Yeah, what would you do if I sang out of tune? That's not what I thought he said. No, I, I know thought what... he said, what would you do with that same attitude? I have thought that for the last 20 some odd years. Oh my God. Okay. So since I have made an ass of myself, once again, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with my guest, Michaela Glass. We'll be right back. 
Sassy Class Boutique is the hot spot for your fashion, beauty, and home decor desires. We celebrate women of all shapes and sizes with our trendy collection of regular and plus size clothing. Looking for the right accessories? We have upcycled Louis Vuitton handbags, vegan purses, and jewelry to add sass to your class. We also offer health and beauty products from salon quality hair care to cruelty free makeup. Our edgy home decor items will make you the envy of all of your neighbors. Sassy Class Boutique also offers custom items like shirts, hats, and other gifts for any occasion. All of our vendors are female-owned small businesses, and together we are Sassy Class Boutique. Located at 3709 Fatter Drive in Dickinson, Texas, 77539. Or shop anytime with us at www.sassyclassboutique.com. Welcome back to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. My guest this evening is Michaela Glass. Hi, Michaela. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, my name is Michaela. Uh, my birth given name is Joshua. I oh, really? Am, yeah. I was thinking it was Michael. Well, actually, that's my middle name. Michaela Michael Glass? Uh, Joshua Michael. And then uh, my middle name for Michaela, Michaela? is Michaela Rain Nicole Glass. All right. I have a Skyler, so, you know, I like stuff that's Sky stuff. So. Well, uh, <laughs> at first, when I was trying to pick out names, it was Rain Nicole. Mm-hmm. That's too stripper. Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what mm-hmm. one of my friends said. I was just like, it's ruined for me now. <laughs> so I, mean, I Not unless you plan on working the pole a little bit. I mean, you know. No. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much they make money? They, you know, they make good money now. Like, they really do. <laughs> uh, but I was looking for some names, and I had asked my uh, my birth mom, hey, if I was born a girl, what would you have named me? And she said, we wanted to keep a little bit of your father with you when we named you Michael. Mm-hmm. So we would have named you Michaela. Okay. So I I kept that. Nice, nice. Just uh give a little nod to my dad. Um, okay. How old are you? I am 22 years old. Okay. I am a server at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too much interesting about me. I'm just a little nerdy adult trying to find their place in the world. And you are transitioning. You're yes. Transgender. Yes. And you're transgender, male to female. Yes. Okay. So my daughter told me not to embarrass her tonight. So I'm going to do my absolute best to do that. <laughs> All right. So at what point during your childhood did you know that there was something a little bit different about you? Well, I always knew I was a little bit different. I always act a little bit weirdly. Mm. It was just like, it's hard to say really, because looking back, I could say as early as eight years old. Mm. I mean, I played with my sister's Barbie dolls. I was determined to walk in my mom's high heels. Mm-hmm. So there was always that little uh, thing that was a little bit different for me, but it was like in the back of the head, you know? Right. At any point during your childhood, did you feel like I'm really a girl? No, because it wasn't until, uh, oh boy, how until I was like 16 that I discovered that I was trans. Really? Yeah, so it was a, it was a recent thing. Uh... And it hit like a truck. It was just like, and I could only imagine how stupid I looked because I was just having a basic conversation with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had said something that I'm not going to forget. They had said, uh, sexual attraction does not mean sexual identity. And it just was like, 
Yeah, exactly. Mind blown. I, I must have looked like an idiot because my jaw was hanging and I was just staring in the space like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my right. God. Right. Yeah. So, well, it's interesting because, you know, Every day we're learning more and more and more about the trans community. Right. And most recently, who was it? Dwayne Wade came out with his um, his son who is transgender. Okay. So he's going to be trans transitioning from male to female. And I'll tell you what, for a black man to show support of his son transitioning, and not just the black man, a black NBA player. I mean, this right. is huge. So his son is 12. So, you know, when I hear stories about people uh, transitioning, they say, oh, I knew I was three. You're one of the oldest in yeah. age that, yeah. I mean, do you think that maybe you had thought it, but you didn't have a name for it? I suppose so. I mean, there was always that uh, little thought in the head, like, why? So I'm the first male born into my family for two generations oh boy yeah so you can kind of tell yeah nature was kind of cruel so i was like you had to stop at me right you, you had to stop at me <laughs> it was just it was a good time right so 16 years old mm -hmm. before we go on because there's some people who have been living underneath a fucking rock on a far distant planet who don't even know what transgender means. Can you break it down? So basically what transgender means is that you feel like you were born into the wrong uh, body uh, sexually. Mm -hmm. So for me i feel like i am a female trapped in a male body okay so that's basically with you saying that and i totally get it you feel like a female who's trapped in a male body most people would say well, well maybe you're just gay but being trans does not mean that you're gay no it is not a sexuality it right. is a gender right that that's what kind of made it all click when my friend said sexual identity does not or sexual attraction does not mean sexual identity right so gay is being attracted if you're male you're attracted to men if you're right. a lesbian you're a girl attracted to a girl right transgender is just you were born into the wrong body mm -hmm. sexually so, does it feel like you're trapped Yes, uh, that's so. A little bit of uh, what transgender people go through is gender dysphoria, and that's a little bit of what they have to go through uh, therapy, and a little bit to go through. So it's a, it's different for everybody who faces gender dysphoria. For me, uh, at, when it gets really rough, it feels like my own body is trying to crush me, mm -hmm. and it, my body is getting real tight. I had scratched my own arm trying to peel away right, right. what's underneath. Right. Uh, so yeah, it is. It does feel like you're trapped. Okay, <clears throat> what are the differences between transgender, gender non-conforming, gender queer? That's out. That's new. I don't. You know, I know a lot. That one right there, I had to look at it a few times and say, wait, what? You don't know what that one means, do you? No, I do not. Okay, and then there's non-binary. So can you break down each category for us? So transgender, like I said, is male to female wanting to transition into the opposite sex. Uh, gender non-conforming is, I guess that's another way to say gender non-binary. 
So is that kind of like your, oh, here comes producer James. You, that's why I keep a white man over there. So he can spit out facts and stuff like that. Go ahead, it white is. guy. It is. Well, it's just, um, typically, I think from what I've seen or read, when it comes to gender conformity or gender binaryness, it's more of the expression of gender through either appearance, dress, uh, uh, characteristics or mannerisms so someone's saying let's say i'm gender non-binary gender non-binary male expressive that may, that may i don't identify odd. as a particular gender but i identify the fact that you may think i'm male because of the way that i tend to express so it's it's non-binary is saying i'm not male or female i'm something on the gender spectrum in between in between well for gender theory Modern gender theory also says that there can be a spectrum of gender where mm -hmm. binary is male or female. Mm -hmm. It's one or a zero. Okay. The spectrum can say I am whatever I assign or identify myself to be. So I'm not male. I'm not, I'm not male or female. I'm somewhere on the spectrum of gender. Right. So I, I had uh, an idea of uh, helping, uh, LGBT kids who are trying to figure out their gender identity. What if we took like a little pieces of wood and like a magnet? You took blue for male, and there's like ten cubes on the very left side. You are so male. On the very middle, you've got white, which is gender non-binary, and pink. You are female. Mm -hmm. So ten white, ten blue, ten pink. So. Do trans people know that shit is really fucking confusing to us? Yes. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Long as, <laughs> no, long as it's out there. So um, last night, do, do you are you familiar with the show on TLC, I Am Jazz? I am not. Okay. So I think I Am Jazz is in, and you may have to Google this, fact check this. This is its third season. So uh, I Am Jazz is... A young lady who was born ma born male, okay, and it's it's taking her through her whole uh, trans transitioning story, and she elected to actually do the surgery as a teen. Yeah. Um. Last night I was um you know half OD'd on my fifty um PM pills that I have to take to try to go to sleep at night, and it was on, and I know she's already had the surgery, so right now she does have a vagina. But she was going to um for a checkup and the doctor was saying everything looks good down there. And of course, Jeff was like, so when can I have sex? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I think another six months and then you'll be ready for sexual activities. But then the doctor had to give her a shot down there. And even as a woman, my ovaries were like, oh my God, that just seemed like, I mean, it's, it's a shot in your pussy. So, I mean, those are the things that we don't know about that right. what you have to go through when you're fully transitioning. Right. Are you ready for that? Are you going to do the whole surgery? Oh, I intend to, but the nerves are real. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, cause once you commit to that that's a big commitment it is a big yes. commitment and it is terrifying because especially when i've had first discovery like what if i'm lying to myself what am i lying to my family what if i you know if i go through with this there's no going back no so you gotta really meditate on that and who you are and how you feel and all that yeah because that's a that's a pretty big commitment right there mm -hmm. um so have you started researching everything? Yes. So what is what is some of the research tell you? What would you have to do? 
So uh, one of the first things you have to do is you have to go to, to psychiatric therapy. Mm -hmm. You got to basically get diagnosed by a doctor with, um, oh, and the words have left my brain. Don't worry about it. I say so wrong all the time and uh, no one facts checks me. So just say, just say a word, pick a word. Uh, gender uh, Reassignment? dysphoria. 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 Okay. dysphoria. Okay, okay, got you. you. Uh, so you got to get diagnosed with gender dysphoria. Mm -hmm. You got to start living as your uh, ideal gender for, I believe it was, about, it was about a year before you could start taking hormone replacement therapy. And then you got to be on that for another, I don't even know, a few, another few years before you can even consider taking surgeries. So where are you at? I have barely even started. Okay. So... I'm scratching the surface. All right, I'm gonna just tell you right now. When you start taking hormones, you officially become a bitch. Yeah. Right? Yes, and I mean, take it from me because I'm like a queen bitch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and if you I need, got that from you. If you need any help with being a bitch, I'm always available. Okay. Okay. And if you decide that you want to go through the whole process and you're in that that the position where you have to start living as a female, I can teach you about wigs, hair extensions, fake eyelashes, all that kind of titties, all that. I'm your girl. Yeah. 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 Just hit me up and I'll help you out with that. Like, oh. I'll go shopping with you and everything. Does it sound good? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I was actually, I had gotten myself a wig a mm -hmm. little recently. How does it look there? Well, now it looks kind of terrible. <laughs> because I was trying uh, trying to get some of the knots out of it, and it was just uh, oh, did you get synthetic wig? Yeah, I think no, so. No, 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 no. No. Now look, a synthetic wig is okay for sometimes, but every day where you want to get human hair. Okay. See, this is why you need me in your life. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so, I need more. Like you know, I, I got. I got a few, but I always need more. Look, I'm a full-blown drag queen. Um, it, it, everyone knows that I call myself, I'm like, I'm a baby drag queen. I just, I am. I always tell people, I know that in another life that I was a gay man who was a drag queen. I, I just know it, right, James? Yep. It's true. So, speaking of friendship, mm -hmm. what did your family and friends think when you told them that you were transitioning? Oh, man, that's a subject. Uh... I'm one of the lucky ones. So oh, good. Thank the, God. Okay. The minute, or not even an hour after I discovered and uh, I was hit by that train, mm -hmm. I had emailed my dad, and the email was like uh, uh, titled A Confusing Time. And I had gone on to this long rant about how I felt not who I was, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and not an hour after I had sent that email, both him and my stepmom at the time, now my adoptive mother, mm -hmm. came into my room. I was like, look. Wait, what? wait, wait, wait. You were in the same house and you emailed them? Yeah. I would have did the same thing, too. Yeah. Whenever I have to tell my mom something's scary, let me text this bitch instead of calling her. So, okay. So, they come into your room. And they tell me that no matter what, we still love you. Then that's a blessing. Yeah. And I want to say, I think about a year later, I came out to my family, not even a year later, I came out to the rest of my family. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were confused. Yeah. So uh, my little brother was just like, look, I just want you to be happy. Great. Okay. Uh, my oldest sister, look, uh, still love you. Right. My middle sister on the surface uh, was like, Still love you. 
but mm. she had a lot of questions. Right, and I think uh, that's to be expected, to have questions. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't answer all of them because I was still figuring it out. Right. And then my uh, youngest sister was a little bit in denial because uh, full disclosure, she helped raise me and my little brother. She mm -hmm. was there all the time. She helped us with our homeschool. She practically raised us, and she never saw that in me. Mm -hmm. But the battle was all internal, so mm -hmm. I didn't show it to anybody. I didn't even know it myself. Right. So uh, she's still a little bit in denial. She tells me I'm putting it on a high horse, and it's just like... She says you're doing what? Putting it on a high horse. What does that mean? Basically, I'm giving it a lot more... Than what it is? Yeah. I think it's a pretty it's fucking a, big deal. It is a pretty, yeah. it is a pretty big <laughs> deal, but it's not... You're it's making another, more out of it than what it is. Yeah, it's more of a, a it's a different way to say it's a phase. And yet, how old is your sister? Uh, she's four years older than me, so twenty six. Oh, so she's okay. So she's still really young. Mm -hmm. Do you think that she would have been more accepting if you had said, "Hey, I'm gay"? I honestly don't know. I do not know. Because I mean, that's a transitioning is a lot, you know. It's yeah. one thing to come out and say you're gay, but when you say I'm no longer the sex that you guys have seen me as all these years that I was born as, I don't feel that I am that, and now I want to change it. That I mean, right? That's a lot. I mean, uh, I have had a couple of uh, boyfriends, and she's been supportive through that. So I guess so. Yeah, I think oh, she, so she been was more... supportive when you were dating guys. Yeah, but the trend. I mean, you know, here's the thing. You know, I'm a mom and I've been the mom that with my daughter, I've always said, no matter who you date, man or woman, I really don't care because this world's so screwed up. Long as your kid can find someone who treats them well and loves them and respects them, that's all I want. I'm like, just don't bring home nobody ugly and nobody ashy. Those I cannot accept. I don't care if it's a man or a woman, you know, whatever. But if she were to tell me that she was transgender, I, I'm not going to lie. I would be, you, I would be scared. You would have to, uh kind of process it's, everything yes, it's a process. big process yeah i would be scared because i think i would be more scared for her doing during the transitioning phase and not so much after she would get the surgery does that make sense right because i think people when you're transitioning for example if you came out in your wig and then some of your features are still very male i would be scared about that because yeah. Because there's a lot of idiots around here. You yeah. Know? That that's why I'm not wearing a wig right now. Is your wig in the car? No. It you is not. You didn't bring the wig at all? I didn't bring it at all. I'm, oh I'm, my God. I'm still <laughs> kind of a little fear stricken about going out. So. Really? Yeah. Okay. So do you have someone in your life that is helping, helping you with the transitioning? Who's someone who knows about it? My uh, adoptive mother my biggest supporter okay so she knows all about transitioning has she done research how does she know so much i mean uh i forget what the uh proper term was uh but she helped a kid that was already in transition okay. she was i don't even know the term she used was it like a support system for yeah that kid? it was a support system but it wasn't for transitioning i don't think that the kid just uh came out as a female to male okay uh, and she was there for their entire transition through their hormones. Okay. And this ain't her first rodeo. It ain't her first rodeo. Okay. That's good. That's really, really good. Um, I know sometimes in the gay community, um, 
or with drag queens, they will get a drag mother. And that's someone who takes them under their wing and helps them through the process they're going through. Do you think that you need someone who has gone through transitioning to kind of guide you and answer questions for you? Oh, most definitely. And I've got a few, uh, including my mom and mm. some friends through friends, some um, friends. Right. I got quite a few, so I'm, like I said, I'm one of the lucky ones. You really, really are, because we've heard some horror stories, just, like, awful. Yeah, I'm on a uh, LGBT social support group, uh, mm -hmm. and you hear people coming out that get disowned and kicked mm -hmm. out of the house, mm -hmm. and it's just, you, things like that, and it's, it's real, and it's heartbreaking, and it's, like, it makes me really look back and like, wow, I am very so, fortunate. I'm very fortunate. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to have a sad, sad story as far as, you know, family acceptance and things like that. But I'm very happy to hear that, especially your dad. Yeah. My dad's great. We'd never really talk about it. Mm -hmm. That's one thing is that we don't ever talk about my transitioning. But in the background, when he's asked about how's Michaela doing mm -hmm. or how does it feel like you're losing a child? Mm -hmm. My mom had told me this story and he had taken a second. And this my mom telling me how he responded brought tears to my eyes. He was just like, no, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm losing anybody. Right. And it was just. Gotta love my family so much. That's a lot for a dad. Yeah. You know, because uh, men have a hard time with, you know, their son, e son either being gay or transitioning or being bi. I noticed that. They really do. Moms are, I mean, but don't get me wrong. There's a lot of moms out there that are crazy too yeah but um you know james and i we just look at it we just want our kids to be healthy and happy you know right. that's an, i don't who are you to stop the fuck is your own business if you want to change your pussy to a dick go right ahead what can i do to help you <laughs> do you need me to sponge bathe you afterwards can i be i'm gonna be like can i be in the surgery room with you doing that would be my biggest problem i know i need to be in there with my child throughout this whole procedure just For yeah. I got to make sure everything's okay. Like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. But I just think if I'm in there, everything's going to go great. And I want to make sure if she, you know, had a, a nice size penis at the same time. Look, if you're going to get one, you might as well get a big one. And you're going to be black. Might as well. You know. Just saying. Just, so, uh, I mean, for yeah. me. Now he has a question. No, no, no. I mean, for, for me, I mean, medically. You're right. Gender dysphoria is the is the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought as long as people go through the best possible process to understand and ensure that they actually are fit for transition, then they have a much higher rate of being successful. The suicide rate goes down considerably because what what people point to a lot is that the suicide, the suicidality of transition is 40% who don't and about 38% who do. But all that means is people need to follow the right process. Doctors need to understand and give the right care throughout the process. And for some people, transitioning may not actually be the answer. Right. But if it is the answer, it should be approached, like you said, the, with proper, with time, and with a real way to adapt so it's not just something somebody jumps into, runs and gets a surgery, makes a mistake, gets hurt, or ends up hating what they just did. Right. Because they really weren't transgender. Prepared. They yeah. were really 
Seeking Something attention else. or... But, or they just don't understand. Yeah. That's where my problem comes when it comes with kids and teens. Because kids and teens, they don't know anything about themselves. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we say, you know, there was what, that eight or nine-year-old um, kid whose mother wanted to fully transition um, the child. At and eight? The fought it. Yes. I had read a story of a child that was so full of gender dysphoria. I think they were like 11 years old that they had jumped out the window. Yeah. So that's a fun story. But uh, a little, uh, I wanted to add something uh, to that uh, suicide rate. Uh, the 40% that do uh, 38%. Yeah. The suicide rate increases 75% if a family is not supportive. Oh, yeah. That I is can imagine absolutely so, yeah. 110% yeah. correct, which is right. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is great. And you're, you know, you're, you're very I'm, lucky I'm and it's great to have that kind of support system because yeah, it is a, it is a, I'm sure it's a radical realigning yeah. of your entire outlook on life Mm -hmm. and at the time i was extremely depressed and suicidal and full of anxiety i'm free of that stuff now for about a good year and a half now uh but yeah having my family support system behind me it definitely took a weight off the shoulders absolutely i didn't even even know how big it was when i sent my dad the email like i i kind of should have uh taken a little bit longer to process everything before i sent it to get it out i did need to get it out i could not keep that Right. And. There's that, uh, yeah. We call it the the hit send catharsis. Yeah, like, I hit send. It's gone. Okay. Holy shit! <laughs> now it's out there. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not in here. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you did that, and I'm so happy to hear that your family was accepting and supportive. Yeah. So when we get back from this break, though, I'm gonna get all up in your business and ask you about your dating life. Oh God. Hey, we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to the show. Michaela. now you know I'm nosy. So, what is dating like for you right now? Dating is difficult. Uh, For one, uh, my first boyfriend, Mm -hmm. that, he was 100% gay. Okay. 100% gay. Mm -hmm. I had let him know, hey, I'm trans. Before we got into this, do we want to still go into it? And it was just like, sure, let's be stupid. Okay. It didn't work out because uh, I was showing him a lot more of my feminine side. And, and he didn't like that? He didn't like it. Okay. All right. Asshole. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's a great guy. He's a 100% great guy. I give him all the respect. We were just idiots giving something a try. Okay. All right. Y'all uh, tried it and it didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, then I had tried with a, another transgender girl. And we couldn't really get past that uh, friendship stage. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Friend zone. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, my most recent one, not much to say. He was super supportive. Mm-hmm. He was also gay himself. Okay. Or he is gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was still giving her a shot. He had never been with a trans girl. Like He said something different than my first boyfriend, which was surprising. Uh and I really thought it was going to work out, but he broke up with me because he thought it was the best thing that he could do for me. Oh, one of those speeches, huh? Yeah, one of those speeches. Mm, but, I had some of those, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually very proud of him because after he had talked with one of my friends, he had asked for me back. But at uh, a point, I was like, let's start over from friends and let's see where it goes. Mm-hmm. So I was very proud of him. I thought that was very mature. Okay. Uh, but right now that's kind of where it's ended. Not much 
else to report i suppose it's it's difficult it is uh, it feels like i can't really start dating until after i finish my transition the full transition yes so you can't really it's really hard to bring somebody along with with you mm -hmm. for That's that journey funny. well i tell you what if you start a relationship with someone and they go with you through the journey and stay and they're a keeper yeah definitely but that's a lot it is a lot and i can't ask that of anyone mm -hmm. but i that doesn't stop me from trying and keeping my eye open for any suitable suitors right so you you mentioned two guys and a girl right so do you date both men and women i do uh when I had discovered that I was trans, uh, I had kind of discovered that I was into men a lot more than I had thought. Mm -hmm. So right now, I've only been with men. Uh, mm -hmm. the, or it's, it's kind of difficult because it was a trans girl, male to female. So whoa, whoa, whoa. That's okay, so it was a trans. It was a trans girl. Okay, yeah. I thought you. I, I missed that part. Yeah. So it was. It was a transition of male to female. Yeah. Fully? She, had she fully transitioned? She was a lot further along than me. She hadn't started hormone replacement, but her hair was grown out, and she looked a lot better than I did. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> but that, not that's fully. A, now, is it true that the surgery, from a surgery perspective, that male to female is easier than female to male? I would assume so. Uh I honestly don't fully know. I, I, think, I, it, no I think it is. I think it's easier. <laughs> Wait a minute. In high school, didn't we have that one teacher who used to be a dentist and he kind of told us about... Um, Dr. Chavez. Dr. Chavez. He told us that it's easier for a man to transition to a woman because you just slice open the penis. Oh, I don't want to freak you out or anything like that. But you got to know I this mean, stuff. I, I, I already know. <laughs> okay. It's just like... Yeah. We're bringing this you can on make it. Yes, we're well, nasty and raunchy on here. Well, it's you easier. slice it open and you just create a vagina. Well, it's easier physiologically stuffing something in than uh -huh. it is pulling something out. What, what the hell do you have to pull out? So think of a woman. Uh huh. There's a vagina. Yes. For you to make a penis, uh -huh. you have to create or add tissue from someplace else. There's not enough tissue. You can't, you can't pull the vagina out like a prolapse. In order I to create a penis, right, I do. I think they're ugly, so you, I get very like. You have to. You <laughs> penises that, are so much nicer. That's why you have to add flesh in order to create a penis. When a male to female, it's already all there. Well, it's the raw material is there, mm -hmm. so you basically just have to kind of get rid of the bits that are in the way, mm -hmm. create a pocket, which is easier to create within the pelvis mm -hmm. than it is the other way around. And then you you create the vagina mm -hmm. with the material that's already there. Way Sometimes easier. I'm kind of scared at the stuff that he knows that he probably has no business knowing, but that he just knows. I tell you what, it's, if you decide to go through the whole transition, I think you should let me be in the room when you get into surgery. I'll definitely keep you informed. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I want to, yeah. What's uh, what's funny though, and it's not funny, but it's kind of a it's it's a thing that keeps popping up. Because the statement you made earlier was sexual identity does mm -hmm. not determine uh, or, gender. Uh, sexual attraction. Does attraction not. doesn't determine identity. Right? Yeah. But what's funny is there are lots and lots of guys who are homosexual, mm -hmm. but stop dating someone who goes to goes through transition or doesn't date trans women because all of a sudden they're tying sexual attraction 
to a sexual identity. Mm -hmm. Right. That and that's where it gets complicated. Right. Yeah, that's where it gets complicated is when you're dating somebody who is going through that transition because you might be heterosexual or homosexual and they're still changing their sexual identity. Mm -hmm. So it it comes down to where you get your pleasure. It well, it comes down to that, I think, and I think it also comes down to can you find a person who truly loves you as a person? person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other stuff and I've always said you know, homosexual, heterosexual, you still have to love the person. Exactly. Which, Would you love me if I transitioned? I'd love you regardless of anything. Would you let me be the top? Because I, mean, I, I want to be the top. You've been the top before. <laughs> you've had, Awkward. You had a strap on. You've been the top before. Uh, so Change the channel if you're like the lady. <laughs> <laughs> Right, now here's I mean, something I got that past is, you being black. I'm well, you know, pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I'm black? What? Okay, so this is something that is very confusing to us. Do you, can I call us like normies? Or what's a good name? What? what? Technically cisgender. Yeah. What? So cisgender means uh, you identify as the sex that you were born as. What is it called now? Cis. Cis? C-I-S. Thank you. Like sis? Like sis. So to us sissies, is that... <laughs> I'm only going by what y'all told me. Um, not all these acronyms. Oh, my God. You got the LGBT. Oh, boy. We're and I was... Q-I-A. Oh, no. I was good. I was good when they added on the Q. But now where are we? Intersex. Uh-huh. That's an I. Which is... Just keep going. Keep going because okay. it's a lot. We got I. I think there was like 25. A. You're fucking kidding me. No, there's about, yeah. 25. There's, like, there's almost, except Don't for Z. quote me on that. Um, that is confusing, and that's a lot to keep up with. And look, I love the kids, okay? Uh, but I'm just going to stop at Q. I can't do the rest. I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to add a Z. I'm going to piss someone off because you're going to be like you said, I look like I should be in the zoo. And I'm just, I, I'm not, I, I just, I feel more comfortable stopping at the Q. Yeah, just well, say plus. I mean, and frankly, some of them, some of the letters don't really apply. Some of anymore. them have, mean the same thing as another letter. I mean, Am I just yeah. way off here? I don't I want to be know. politically correct, but then not because. Then I'm like, I'm Keisha. I do what the fuck I want to do, but I want to be politically correct. He, okay, tell us where we are well, now. Okay, so I'm gonna count them out. Well, I'm looking at at LGBTQIAPK. That's nine. Well, okay, okay. Well, so I was I way off. Well, it, it's no. By the end of the week, it probably will be twenty five. <laughs> right. So I mean, so here's the ones that we all really know. I mean, lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, Trans. Q, uh, queer. But now you got the kids singing pansexual. Well, and pansexual. So pansexual Look, is this weird thing. You. The first time my child said pansexual, I said, "So what does that mean? That you have sex with kitchen appliances, pots and pans? <laughs> is that what is that what you're liking now? I just want to, so, you know, no. At least it's not the Apache attack culture. <laughs> what is that? What is that? You get you get these internet trolls that uh, identify. I identify as the Apache attack helicopter. I'm like. Right. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, now it has. Uh, I'm not fat. I identify as skinny, so I'm trans skinny or something like that. <laughs> no, you're trans fat. Trans fat. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah. So some of them are like, for example, pansexual is a good example. It used to be used almost like bisexual. Mm-hmm. But if you if you accept the idea that gender is a spectrum mm-hmm. and there is no set male or female mm-hmm. everything is some fluidity 
Right. Pansexual means you're attracted to anything in that spectrum. So whether you're a gay, lesbian, trans, well, you'll date or whatever you identify. Whatever. Okay. So, so remember, this is the problem that a lot of activists get into is they can't answer the question how many genders are there mm -hmm. because you could start with two. Mm -hmm. You can say there's a couple others. Or if you fully accept the spectrum theory, mm -hmm. it's infinite. How would you answer that question? How many genders are there to you? Like It is definitely infinite. Really? Yeah. I still say there's two genders. I still say there's male, female. There's Well, that's... Well, but even if so, you're transitioning, you're still transitioning from either a male or a female no, to the other. Not true. Okay. Because you can because you can transition to non-binary. But okay, so then what kind of utensil do you have down there if you're non-binary? Whatever you choose. It doesn't matter. Oh, you see, that's confusing to me. I have a uh, friend that was born with uh both uh What do you call it? That's uh, her that's well Hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. But you could call it intersexed if you use the letters. Which hermaphroditus is about one and a half to three percent of the global population. But then one genitalia is way bigger than the other, though. It's, right. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Usually, there's more of an expression. Remember when Lady on Gaga was trying to be um, saying that she was a hermaphrodite? Just having a big clit doesn't make you a hermaphrodite. Otherwise, I'd be one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So that that's otherwise really you're shaft. Shut up. So this is, I mean, I just want to say that it's, it's as far as the LGBTQ and all the other letters community is, is going, it's, we're trying to keep up, you know right. what I mean? I am fully 100% supportive, but if I say the wrong letter, forgive me, it's not out of disrespect. It's like, no, I fully support you. I want you to be happy. But I may, if I call you a Q instead of a T, just let a sister make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a lot to keep up with because I'm like, well, fuck. It, just last week it stopped there. Now we're adding on. I'm like, okay, what does this one mean? But I do think it is important for society to be respectful and try to educate themselves on all these changes. I agree. But I may need some damn note cards to help me get everything right every now and then. Yeah, and we don't blame it. Like, take it from myself. I at least, well... I'm not going to say we don't blame you because I'm only speaking for myself here. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't blame you because I don't even know everything. So That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. All right. So what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions about trans people? Oh, boy. That they I hate people. <laughs> That's just... I will never get that yes. some people still feel that way about gay people, lesbians, that they're just... What? No, I'm listening. Yeah, that they just think they're overly, all they think about is sex, and it's yeah, not true. That is that is not true. Like, for myself, I'm going to drop another letter on you for you. Mm -hmm. I am transgendered asexual. I okay, got you. I don't care about sex. Mm -hmm. I just want the romance. Uh, <laughs> romance? You like romance? Yeah. Take, take him home with you then because he's all about the romance too and I'm just not. <laughs> but that is that is the biggest misconception mm -hmm. is that. Right. Yeah, and it's, that it's terrible. That's just terrible. Yeah. It, it's, you know, when I think about it, I compare it a lot to racism because there's, 
they people attach animalistic kind of characteristics onto anything that's different from the norm right um and i'm just like that's just the stupidest thing ever but i will say that uh ipop producer james's gay club cherry <laughs> yeah had a great time Yes, uh, it was for our second wedding anniversary. I used to go to gay clubs all the time in high school, but um, I'm a huge fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. And we, we are a huge fan. And of two of my favorite uh, drag queens were going to be uh, performing in Houston. I didn't think he was going to go. You didn't you see Alyssa Edwards? <laughs> I think I was cop blocking for him that night because I think he could have went home with a lot of men because everyone's like, ooh, he's a bear. I'm like, take him, take him, take him. Well, I'm just here for the show. Well, the problem was it wasn't really a bear club. It no, was, it was F bar, so it was it was a lot of. You know, they were very flamboyant. Well, yeah, it yeah. wasn't really a bear club, um, but and I think everybody, all the guys I talked to there, they knew immediately that, that I was. You, especially yeah, when you got a. Just, they probably thought, I mean, but who was that? Uh, they probably thought I was transitioning from male to female, <laughs> like all that makeup and hair. Like, what are you doing? So, um, yeah, was, I popped was, your cherry yeah. that night. Yeah. yeah, it was great. It was a Had good a time. time. All right, so what advice would you give someone who's, even though you're really, really young yourself, yeah. like super young, what advice would you give to someone who's in the preteen or teenage years and they are, they're where you are. They're learning about it. They're thinking about it. They don't know how to come out to their parents. What advice would you give them? Well, definitely don't do what I did and, uh, well, I guess read your situation, know your relationship with your family, and decide where to go from there mm -hmm. before letting them know. If mm -hmm. you know if your family is like super religious, mm -hmm. kind of keep from that and find some social circles. Mm -hmm. uh, find a, that's a good good. That's a good one. I like that you said that. Find the social circle. Yeah, yeah. that mm -hmm. you can let that out and be yourself. Um, another one is. Be brave because mm -hmm. um, it is scary. It is hard. Uh, a lot of what I do, like what, talking with my sister and finding out that she didn't believe me, mm -hmm. is that I came out on my social media. I had mm. I had changed my uh, birth name on Facebook to Michaela. Mm -hmm. I had uh, uh, started telling everybody about what I was going through to kind of get her more insight into what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say I'm very brave for doing that. So you are. yeah, I say be brave mm -hmm. and keep doing some soul search, soul searching, pardon me. Just keep looking inward and eventually you'll get to where you need to be. It's mm -hmm. going to take a while. It's, it's slow moving. It's definitely not going to end tomorrow, mm -hmm. but it's transition. It's transition. This is, it's definitely going to be for the rest of your life. Right. Right. So, so take it slow. I like the fact that you're not rushing into anything. No. Because sometimes I, I feel the media encourages people to do things faster than what they should. Yeah. No, you got time. Yeah. Yes. So I like that you said that you're taking your time. You're still learning and you're not saying today I am going to go fully through the surgery. You're like, you know, I'm still figuring it out and thinking about it and things like that. Um, so I think you most definitely are brave. 
Thank you very much. Um, and most definitely, you're blessed to have the family that you have. Um, when we get back, I'm going to announce the bitch please of the week. And Michaela, I don't know if you want to have people reach out to you or ask you questions. If you do, you can give them your info. And we'll be right back. I want to give a big thank you to my guest, Michaela Glass, for coming. You drove a grip, number one. I was like... I wouldn't have did that for me, but thank you for doing that. Um, you have really educated us a lot. Um, you educated a lot of people when they talk about transitioning, they only focus on the surgery. Right. So you've educated us about a lot of the things that you go through before you even say yay or nay to the surgery. Um, if we have any audience members who do have questions for you, um, how can they contact you? So you can uh, hit me up on my email, uh, my Gmail. So uh, it's a long one. So get your pen and paper ready. It's phoenixmancerfireandfury at gmail.com. Uh, or you can message me on Facebook. I have just a quick note. I won't be accepting random friend requests. So messengers and yeah, I am happy to help. And um, if you can't remember that long as email, you guys can most definitely always always email us at LibreLoungeRadio at gmail.com and we can pass along your messages to Michaela. But you know what time it is. It is time for the Bitch Please of the Week. Bitch Please. You be rolling down the street telling stories. Bitch, you never tell the truth. Bitch, please. Everybody know you lying, bitch, because all you do is lie. Before we move on. Oh, absolutely. You judged my long-ass email? You got the Libra Lounge? <laughs> <laughs> you got a long-ass email, too. Yours was really long. Yours okay. sounded like the, like a... A novel that was written in the 1800s. That was the title. That's how long yours was. I think that's actually the next title of uh, George R.R. R. Martin's next book. Yes, it is. <laughs> Phoenix Mancer Fire and Fury. A Tale yes. of Rebirth and yes. Revenge. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have to. I don't agree with producer James very often, but uh, I'm going to have to agree with him on that one. Okay, I got me. You, you parried my sword. <laughs> All right, so we haven't had a bitch please in a minute, but I most definitely have one tonight so you guys know that i am a, a i'm not gonna say a huge fan but I'm a, i really like lizzo i like her music a lot um i like her i think she's so 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 cute and i love that she's a plus-size girl and she's out there doing her damn thing however i do not like her wardrobe probably 85 percent of the time so recently I posted a picture of Lizzo while she was in New Zealand on a beach with a bathing suit that was not her size. Okay. And I made a post that said, dear Torrid, can you guys let Lizzo know that you have an array of bathing suits, one, a full bathing suit, two piece bathing suits, tankinis that are made specifically for plus size women. Okay. The bathing suit that she had on, and I'm going to get producer James to put up a photo of it. It was 15 sizes too small, and it was not flattering at all. 
just because I'm black and just because I'm plus size doesn't mean I'm going to say everything that Lizzo has on is cute. Fuck no. Some of that stuff is horrendous. It looks awful, okay? It doesn't fit. So people accuse me of being racist. Isn't that stupid? I was accused of being racist. To your own race? Yeah, and then I was accused of being negative towards plus size women, which I am. No, 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 no. If she had been a size two and she had on a bathing suit that was 15 sizes too big, I'd be like, bitch, you know that don't fit, okay? And it's the same thing with Lizzo. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Sometimes Lizzo does certain antics that to get attention and she doesn't need to do that anymore. Everyone knows who Lizzo is. You're not going to meet someone and say Lizzo unless they're like 99 years old. They may not know who Lizzo is, but everyone knows. She has proven herself to be an artist and a good artist. She's actually coming to Houston for the livestock show and rodeo. (laughs) Why'd you tell me that? Wait, so do not nope, do not no mm don't do it. He's got a Which category up. is she in? Oh my god, shut up. Anywho, so um here's the picture. I'm gonna put the picture up now. You ready? Alrighty. You ready? Mm-hmm. Oh god. That don't fit. It doesn't fit. Okay? It does don't not fit. It fits right up her ass. And I, you know what? I don't even know if that's the right one. I thought there was an orange one, but I think it was just like that. That doesn't fit. Look. I'm a plus size woman, all right? Am I confident in myself? I'm confident no matter if I'm at my heaviest or when I've been several sizes smaller, I'm still me. But that does not that is not flattering to her. You know what I mean? I would say the same thing if she were not plus size and it was an unflattering bathing suit. That is up her ass. You know her ass is chafed. The front of it, it's the the bottom part of that bathing suit is one movement away from being totally underneath her pouch okay and that means it doesn't fit the 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 breast area doesn't fit it's not flattering to her okay and i'm just gonna say this i i take credit me for the way that lizzo showed up to the grammys because she looked really nice at the grammys she was all glammed out and i had put i just want to see her glammed out i'm not saying that she has to be in a long dress heels and all of that every time no but wear things that are appropriately sized now when she's performing she wears bodysuits that's not what i would wear but at least the shit fits that goddamn bathing suit ooh. Someone should pay that bathing suit because it was working fucking hard to keep everything in that it possibly could keep in. So the bitch please of the week is going to you haters for trying to be haters of no one hates on Keisha and gets away with it. That's not how the world works. Not at all. All you're going to do is make me just get on your ass or delete and ban you from my page. So Lizzo, we love you. Send me some free tickets to the rodeo, girl. Come down here and do a podcast, okay? And we can even talk about what I said about you because, as you all know, if I say something behind your back, I damn sure will say it straight to your face. Again, I want to thank Michaela Glass for visiting us. And you know what? As you are going on this journey, whenever you want to come back and update us, please feel free to do so. I will. And can I thank our producer, James, for helping me find my way here and giving me all the info I need? Thank you very much, James. No problem. It was really me, but he just took the credit for it. I said, look, I'm going to give it. <laughs> he, he no, was... it really wasn't you, and I'm going to let you steal that away from me. 
And again, if there's a week that I can't do the show, you said you could take over the show, so I'm gonna let you do it. Oh God, I did no... say that. You sure did. I, I said that off the off the uh-huh. screen. Help. And I don't Help. forget shit. <laughs> I have no problem hosting or helping host the Libra Lounge with Michaela. Just letting you know. Well, next Tuesday, <laughs> I would like to have the day off, so I'll let you guys coordinate that shit. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Have a great rest of the week. Bye bye. It's the Lieber Lounge. The Lieber Lounge. Ooh.